Hello and welcome back to the F24 podcast. My name is David and each week, as I'm sure you know, I invite a creative over to my studio in North Acton to talk about their lives and interactions with London, culture and creativity. I hope you're all doing well and enjoying this British summer. It's been a hot one. I've been loving my studio and the boat life has been amazing. But back to F24. This week we've got Sophie Nails. You may have seen Sophie's pieces up around the city over the last couple of years and also you might have seen her nail business, Sophie Nails, appear with various brands all over the place. We had a great chat a couple of weeks ago, just before she was off to Bristol for that craft jam. And Sophie's got a great story. She's been really productive in her culture since a teenager, from Soho record shops to record labels, Miami tracksides to jams at Stockwell Hall of Fame, and not forgetting her ongoing nail career. We had a chat about her experiences over the years and how it's been painting graffiti in London, the social media world, and taking on dealing with life's dramas. A real dope on this chat, and it was great having her over, as it is with all the people that I invite over. You've got to do me a favor though, guys. I'm really stuck within my world, my graffiti and hip hop culture, and I really want to talk to other people from other cultures. So if you think you know someone, if you think you might be the person and you think you can get to acting in West London, get at me. Come on, let's have this conversation. Yeah, at F24 Podcast on Instagram or shoot me an email, david at rarekindlondon.com. This isn't really about hip hop and, you know, its powers. Obviously, I fully believe in it, but my main conversation here is about culture and the fact that we choose it as a teenager, I don't care what it is, and I want to know how that's aided you. Creativity doesn't really have to be the key. The point here as well is that you get to fulfill you, you get to do you in whatever way that means. My girlfriend, Bex, she's just become a therapist. I mean, it is creative, but it's not creative. But the point being is that she followed something she fell in love with and became it because of that. They're the conversations I want to have. We might even have Bex on here one day. Listen, Enjoy the podcast. It was great chatting to Soph. Big ups. Enjoy. This is F24. Thank you, Soph. Thanks for coming. My pleasure, so far. <laughs> so yeah, it was, um, I've obviously seen your paintings for a while. And then I saw you did, um, you did something for the Grenfell movement in Stockwell. And then, so I saw that and I'm thinking, wow, man, who is this girl and what's she up to? And then I had Theo around and then Theo mentioned you and he put you in black market in the early 90s. And I was like, oh my God, I definitely need to chat to this person. There's a whole story there. I knew there was something. So, um, yeah, sorry for getting you out of the blue like that. But and here we are. I appreciate you coming <laughs> around, man. I want to get this story. I want to know about Soph from London. Okay. Where are you from? I am from London. Okay. I was born in Angel. Well, there was a hospital there, but uh -huh. it's no longer there. I think it's been turned to flats. Uh -huh. um, and Where'd you grow up? Well, then we moved to Mortlake. Oh, yeah. And then Sheen. Oh, southwest. Yeah. Yeah. And then Fulham, Hammersmith, Shepherd's Bush Road. Wow. Right then I went south. Then I sort of became homeless and went south. Yeah. And sort of became an adopted South Londoner. Was that um, later on? Yeah, that yeah, yeah. was, you know, usual story. Teen. You leave home, yeah. you get your own place, and then you sort of like realise, oh, this isn't really working out. <laughs> well, <laughs> so that's like, completely different. I think I better have to come back home, and then obviously that doesn't work out. because no, you've left already, and you go back. So, different. yeah, that was what you did in them days. You just went down to the local homeless, like, so there was a homeless centre on... I yeah, think it was on Charing Cross Road. I'm sure there was one like in that. every borough. Everyone was on it. Yeah. They were like, yeah, go in that. 
and you sort of went in there. I think I actually pretended that I was living with Theo, actually. I okay. was like, yeah, I'm living with this guy and his dad, and it's, like, really uncomfortable, and, you know, I sort of hammed it up a bit. And you get put on a waiting list, and... I mean, the thing is, I was just done. I was done with moving from here to there and everywhere. And was that family life that was doing that, yeah? Well, no, I mean, you know, it was, like, previous to that, it was, like, I maybe lived with a boyfriend or, like tried doing a bit of a flat sharing you know it was there was always an issue running, and running, running, it gets yeah. on your nerves in the end you just think well the only way i'm going to get somewhere is to do that yeah. so yeah that's how i ended up in south basically is that where you're still at yeah about to see now about yeah. to see okay that's a girl and um so was school in west london then yeah school in all three west london in sheen yeah. and how mm-hmm. was that it was all right <laughs> just education just normal shit yeah. Yeah. Okay. Did you get into things there though? Was that where you got into? Um, not really. I mean, like, I don't know. I, I was always a bit of an oddball, I suppose. Like, just. Were you creative in school? Well, that's what I'm trying to think. Like, I mean, I used to go to church, so yeah. I always was in the church choir. Yeah, <laughs> I was same. <laughs> um, I went to church when I was ten. And, yeah, my dad was very musical. Okay. So. You felt some type of creativity. There was definitely, but, you know, I don't really know what I was good at. Like, I didn't really shine, let's just say. I was felt awkward. Yeah. Yeah. Done its thing and then you got out. Yeah. I think, for me, life started as soon as I earned my first pound note kind of thing what was was that how did you make it um well i mean i'd always like done little things i I think i was always a little bit of an entrepreneur like i i had a paper round and you know even quiet we used to get paid for um, weddings and stuff (laughs) (laughs) Um, and then i just remember like um thinking I just want to get out I want to get a job you know and when I first I I got I got like two jobs um I was working in black market straight away no actually I had a I had a job previous to that which was um I think my mum said to me you should go up the west end because you'll you'll get better you'll get better money up there so I I remember just like trucking around and no oh my god yeah I just remembered my first job (laughs) <laughs> was in pizza land it was awful what one was and that? there was a page for the, the manager had a page free calendar on the office oh nice remember that nice um nice for you to turn up to work to and that. um yeah then i sort of progressed to i did um like messenger running for a video All company the West End. in soho yeah so at the same time, I discovered music. I mean, I think I'd always been into music. Like, it was it was a big thing for yeah. me. But then... Um, Is I this used to early go, 90s? Yeah, yeah, must have been. Um, and then, like, I used to go past Black, Ma- Black, Black Market on my round sort of thing. And so I sort of remember going in there to get... Whatever it was. Whatever it was. Yeah. And, and I started going in there quite a lot. <laughs> and then shot. the next thing they offered me a job. Yeah. So. Is it because you, you were just 
in there buying stuff were well like, yeah i think i was in there and they was all a bit friendly because i was a bit like why is a girl buying records yeah. a bit strange and then the owner renee yeah was a bit like oh yeah let's get a girl working in here like that'd be great so they were opening this little merchandising unit at the back of uh -huh. the shop and they thought i would be a good person so i'm just trying to remember where that part it was. was at the back of the shop yeah was there an arch through to it no it wasn't mm. well not there might have been later but no it was just no. a doorway yeah. and then it was it had a sort of like circular counter yeah and um Trying to remember it, I don't know. If remember you know. when we got one of them LED <laughs> <laughs> display lights yeah. that goes across, like you know, it was them kind of big thing. And yeah, we sold T-shirts and we sold tickets for raves. Yeah. And so, what? You, how old are you? Sixteen, seventeen. Yes. Yeah. Amazing. Like. And so, so you got properly into music from being in there. Yeah, properly. Yeah. Properly. I mean, um, obviously. I'd started doing a bit of, I, I think I'd start, was learning to DJ, cook. I can't really remember whether it was, I started DJing before there or but there was when I was in there, what, bought yeah. my decks, Yeah, remember that, um, got my own place, used to spend hours just, I just sat in learning how to mix, you know. Days on end. And funny you mentioned Theo because he was, gave me some early lessons <laughs> I was just terrible so how did you meet up with them lot well because he was friends with my brother okay and he used to live nearby yeah so we spent a lot of time around at his and his house was like um he had this upstairs room and he like he used to go up it was it, it was like a bit like walking into a squat i'm sure i hopefully i'm, I'm saying this. No, he, he it was never says, decorated yeah, he says the whole was, place from you go up the stairs was just tagged yeah 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 and it was just crazy and it was just like this tagged up room with decks in it you know i don't think people smoked because he wasn't a smoker but you know it was kind of like yeah not a, a bad place yeah it yeah. was a spot so you'd go there with your brother <laughs> Well, yeah, even not even lot. just on my own, like, so yeah. I was like, oh, I want to learn how to DJ, so I should turn up, and then he'd be like, this is how you do it, and then I'd try and do it, and he goes, mm. and, you know, it was a bit like that. That's how you do it. So I was like, okay, I got the basics of it, so then yeah. I just sort of went away and... and um, Started learning. Yeah. And so getting the job at Black Market, did that... <clears throat> so if you leave school and you're not feeling too confident, uh, you don't know what you're going to do. Yeah, I thing. mean, I was actually um, supposed to be go. I was going to try film. Oh, were you? Yeah. That's where. So your head was aimed for something. My head, that's my what, head that's what was the running was about. Okay. I, yeah. No, I, I think I was good at art, uh -huh. and um, it was like, okay, well, art, I'm not going to make a living out of art. That's yeah. so my my perception was. There's nothing in that. I don't want to be We're covered in that. paint, which I still. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't want to be covered in paint and I want to make money. Like, mm -hmm. I want to earn money. Do you know what I mean? I want to be out there. I want to be doing stuff. And so I thought, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make music videos or something. I don't know. Do you know what I mean? I was just a bit of a... You don't know what you're doing. No, you don't. But what, but you did have some type of aspiration then after leaving school. Was that the reason you went and got the running job? Is that how you... The, at the yeah, I think I just realised, like, you know... 
I let's, can start let's in here. Try, yeah, let's yeah. try and get somewhere. And then you got sidetracked by Black Market. Yeah, I got sidetracked by by Black Market. And um, yeah, I remember like, because I lived with my dad then. My okay. parents had split up. Okay. I moved in with my dad and I remember coming home and and saying, I've got a, I've got a job in a record shop, Dad. <laughs> what did he think of that? And I was like, I'm only going to do it for a few months until I get something better. And then... He was so cool. Like, it's just, it's just so sad that mm. he's no longer here because it was the same with graffiti. Like, he just gave me this look of like, what on earth? But then he didn't say those annoying things. Yeah. Like, he wasn't... He could keep his eyes... He wasn't a parent like that. Yeah. He just sort of like, okay, right, well, why don't... What are you doing that for? Do you know what I mean? Like, I think now he... Well, later on, he trusted me a bit more, yeah. but, you know... He wasn't He wasn't just going to scream... He can't, shot, can't yeah, do, do you know what? I think he's secretly proud that I was doing something. It was, yeah. it was obviously... I was really into it. And it was different to the norm. And, mm. you know, he never really... like they, they never said, oh, you've got to do this, you've got to do that. They just were so busy having their arguments. They didn't yeah. really... That's <laughs> <laughs> what happens, though, isn't it? That's what happens. So... Yeah. How long were you at Black Market? Um, four years. Oh, right. So you yeah. got up to a lot there. Yeah. What did you get involved in? Well, I used to DJ, I used to do club nights. Um, I mean, Black Market at the time, it was the shop. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, everyone used to come in there. Um, different artists used to come in. Um, like... They put on nights. I think I yeah. might have even DJed at one of their nights. Um, so obviously, and I learned a lot about retail, uh -huh. you know, about yeah, profit nice. margins yeah. and how to make it work. Yeah. And, um, you know, it was just brilliant. It was like. Introduced you to a whole world as well. Yeah. Introduced yeah. me to a whole world. You know, I was doing that in the day. I was DJing at night because a lot of people would come in and they'd be like, I want to book you for my gig so you can promote it through the desk. I was like, sweet. Yeah. You know, so really I, I just, I just went from basically nothing to like falling. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I used to get in everywhere free, yeah. everything. I got on the guest list for everything. What clubs were you at? Um, I mean, I, I definitely used to go to a lot of shows. I, I don't really remember. Well, I mean, the thing is, I used to DJ a lot of nights, so I didn't really used to go out clubbing. Right, yeah, I see. Like, yeah. But if I did want to go, like, we was yeah. next door to the Duffers, so mm -hmm. I remember they put on nights. I think I went to their thing. Um, just basically anything that I wanted to go to, yeah. I would just have guaranteed entry. And so did, I, I don't really remember a lot. With yeah. the names and all of that. Um, it was just a whirlwind at the time, do you know Sounds what I mean? Like yeah. Um, but yeah, it was good. And did anyone like from your past come with you into that? Apart from, because I know Theo was obviously about Black Market. Well, no, like, so no, this was not all, at like, all, not yeah, at all. And then the, the other thing like is, that. it's like, you know, I was, think, I, I, I was thinking about this the other day, like you take up something like DJing and obviously now DJing's got a totally different sort of... Um, it's a different skill set for one. Well, I wasn't gonna. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a different game. Yeah, completely. Yeah. You know, I came up into DJing like 
I wasn't going to put myself on the decks. Even to play records in the shop, you had to be able to mix. You're yeah. not going to be playing in a club yeah. without skills. Do you know what I mean? I remember turning up to a night, people like, what are you going to do? You know, are you someone's girlfriend? Like, I had to be like, yeah, I'm going to... Sh- yeah. And yeah. then they sort of come over and go, oh, God, yeah, you can actually mix, you know. Um, but very quickly any female friends that in the beginning had been like, hey, let's go out with Sophie, then, you know, people don't want to come. Yeah. And you, just, you end up having to do these gigs on your own and it's like, it becomes a bit... Turns into a job. Yeah, it becomes a bit of a pain yeah. and hence why when I got pregnant, I kind of moved away from that. So that was that like the end of the four years? Well, then I worked at record distributors for a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so I used to go around and deliver records because I kind of unceremoniously got fired from Black Market. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> okay. um, I mean, the thing is, they didn't really want to have the hip hop there anymore. Uh-huh. So it was a bit like, it was a bit of a political move they was they was looking for an excuse and i fe- and I, fla- I fell into their yeah, trap yeah. you know i played into their hands they got rid because they had offered me a redundancy i think but um yeah. and um yeah so then i started delivering which was great as well because i went around all the shops and um you know got to know a lot of people that way and then um I decided that I wanted to start my own record label. What was <laughs> I thinking? <laughs> Where were you based? Still in South? So living in South and um, working and then thinking, I'm going to get into this now. So this, you decided about uh, the No, label. by this time I'd got my flat. So you, I'd done the hostel thing. Yeah. So I'd gone to the homeless place when I was still at Black Market. I'd yeah. done the hostel thing. I'd got, I'd got my flat. Because I remember, like, um, me and Roots Maneuver. Yeah. Um, I don't know how I became friends with him. I just can't remember. <laughs> um, and we were going to do this record label together. And we went to the Prince's Trust and we got the funding. And then, like, a few days before or the week before, he phoned me up and said he was pulling out. Oh, what? I know. Why? Did he tell you? Well, the funny thing is is that I met up with him the other day. Well, last year I met up with him again. I haven't seen him for years and years and years. And, um, I mean, he kind of said he regretted it. And he said people were, I don't know if this is true, but he said people were putting pressure on him to... To, he he's I was supposed to DJ for him as well, okay. and then he got rid of me as a DJ, and said he wanted out of the label because of politics, because of other people. Yeah, happens. So I carried on. Got Did you pregnant. get the money from the Prince's Trust? Yeah, I got the money no. from Prince's Trust. We put out that. we put out a couple of releases, but um, I paid all the money back. Yeah, same. I started even mine. though I wasn't doing the record label anymore yeah they hold it to you as well though don't they well do you know i was so proud of myself because by that point things had completely changed like i was a single mother by this point i'd moved started working in the nail salon 
So yeah, so record label, you dropped two records. Do you remember what they were? Um, well, Tie and Shorty Blitz EP. Yeah. I've got that. Yeah, With I've the got glasses that. on the cover. Yeah, I've got that. That's on my label. Wicked. I have that. <laughs> Amazing. And Roots Maneuver, Fever. The Fever track, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think I've got that as well. I'm Check it out. I was actually trying to look it up online the other day to see if I could claim because I remember getting all the when they went into digital PRS they sent me all these forms it was just endless and I've (laughs) always been really bad at paperwork and I just sort of thought god I don't think I've done all the right stuff to like because I've looked it up there's that thing called discog that's right yeah yeah and I'm like there's no mention of my name here like (laughs) I need to so I don't know yeah, how you go about it. So if anyone's listening and they yeah. they know <laughs> they want to help her check out on all I'm of sure that. I'm sure there's a way to get that all straightened up. No, I mean, look, I'm now. on good terms yeah. with Rodney, obviously. Yeah. So, you know, we can, we can come to some arrangements. So, I don't think I've received any royalties yet. <laughs> <laughs> Bringing those, so doing those two tracks and you were like, okay, this doesn't work, but it was fun doing it. Um, no, I mean, look, I'll tell you what it was, okay? <laughs> I got back from giving birth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and um, amongst the many messages on the answer machine, I mean, it came to light that the artists had gone down to the record, they'd gone down to the factory and helped themselves to the stock. Oh, shit. So at that point, I thought... I had a baby, do you know what I mean? Yeah, I was like, fuck. okay, it kind of put things into perspective. Yeah. I was just a bit like, okay, F this, like, yeah. do you know what I mean? So, yeah, and obviously then I broke up. I was because uh, um, I, I was with a, a DJ called Tony Vegas. Oh, right. And that's who my daughter's father is. Oh, is and it? It, yeah, and he okay. sort of was meant to be taking over the running of the label. <laughs> oh, shit. I shouldn't laugh too much. Um, (laughs) (laughs) No, because he stepped in. He stepped in when Rodney pulled out. He's like, don't worry, babe. I'll take care of it. And I was thinking like, okay. He's like, but it's got to be hip hop though. And I was just like, right. Um, So I kind of left a couple of things to him, which weren't the best business decisions I knew. And then... um, yeah, we broke up like after she was one year old. Okay. So by that point, I think single parent. We decided to yeah. Close that. But I think parent. we probably decided to call it a day before that. Yeah. But you know, uh, the record label was the last thing on my mind. But I remember us doing an interview together. It was really cute. Yeah. Yeah. So becoming a mum. Yeah. Single parent. Yeah. What the fuck do you do? Like, you've just had this well, whole thing Well, you go with and get market. a job in a nail salon where yeah. you've got to wear a Chinese uniform next okay. door to the, like, coolest clothing store in Soho and oh, just shit. tell yourself, well, you this is it, it hon. You signed up for this. Yeah. You know? So and so you just worked. Just, yeah, just grew Hard up work. and realised that shit got real. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. How long were you doing that for? What, being a single parent? No. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't stop. 
Um, nice. Well, Hola. it was funny because I'd, I'd, I was doing my nails, like, obviously being into music. Yeah. Um, for female artists, nails were a big thing. And I sort of realized it was something I could buy into. Like, it was... It yeah. was an inexpensive way of glamorizing yourself. Um, and um, it wasn't just that. I just liked having nails. Like, pe- not not everyone had them. So, so if, if you had, if you had your nails done, thing. it was like, oh, she's got her nails yeah. done. Do you know what yeah. I mean? It's like having a fresh pair of Air Max. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Um, so then... Um, so it was more than a job getting that. Well, because when I was doing nails, like, that was my career, I used to get asked that question every time right. how did you get into nails and I'm like well I was really into hip hop music and then I would make the connection yeah okay. um so because the funny thing was is that that beauty industry like couldn't be further removed from where I'd come from and no. who I was as a person but that made me realize there's an opportunity here to move in because you are so different yeah. and I think I can bridge a gap Bring something different to this whole thing. I can bring a, yeah, yeah. a bit of coolness to this because it is a cool thing. I know girls like their nails, yeah. you know what I mean? But was it wasn't being done in, to that extent on a public stage. It was more friends. With, like, it started off as friends yeah. and then I quickly realised that friends let you down. <laughs> <laughs> um, so obviously had to go and get a job. Yeah. Um, and um, I just managed to move my way up really quickly. Okay. I mean... I don't know, I suppose all the sort of grounding I'd had yeah. had paid off. Had paid off because I'd got these like retail abilities. I was very driven. And um yeah, I, I just managed to move up the ladder. I mean it was just like completely accidental. I remember one time I thought I was getting fired at work and I went to I got summoned for a meeting with the area manager and I took my resignation letter oh, in. <laughs> <laughs> Handed it in. I'm gonna give you this first. And then she was like I hope you're. I hope that's you yeah. know you're not, not what you're, you're not to leaving because I'm going to promote you and I was like oh I'll just take that back then <laughs> <laughs> I'll have that yeah no she said um, I've been in I, you've got natural leadership skills I can see that everyone looks up to you so I'm going to make you the I'm going to make you the manager so the next thing I was wow the manager of the Soho store had my own office um. How long have you been there for? A couple of years? Um, I mean, I was there for like, I think it was about 18 months in total. Wow. So not that, that long. That was quick then. I mean, it was, you know, this was early days of nail salons. Yeah. I always seem to get into things. Right at the beginning. Right at the beginning, you know, because yeah. I, I just see like an opening. It's not even that calculated. It's just... What was it about, because um, you obviously picked up hip hop then like that. In a way, well, not like not, not talking about right at the beginning, but just what brought girl you DJ in, for example. Yeah, exactly. So, what brought you into hip hop? To what was the introduction to hip hop? Uh, the introduction to hip hop was my brother because he went over to the US. Basically, one of his friends moved over to the US, uh-huh. and he got invited over. I think when he was about twelve or something, okay. so it was very yeah. early, and he came back with like the lessons. Wow. And I was just like, wow. This is the shit. <laughs> and that was it. Is he older than you? Your brother? Um. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't matter. But he came back with his In music. mindset, yes. No, so he was the introduction there. Because, um. 
And then through yeah. but by falling in love with hip hop, you yeah. then start to make and these then connections. Obviously, um I don't know if I was with Zaki, but I remember going or I just definitely remember like might have been before Black Market going to break shopping, beach shopping. You know, this is what boys used to do. Yeah. You meet up, you used to go up to the record and take and these places and yeah. look for records and you know, I would be involved. I would be there because I was really into music. So I would yeah. be getting my tunes, then but I wasn't time. a wannabe producer. Um, you so like the idea of DJing? I think DJing came about through, because I went to college for a bit mm-hmm. before I got the job in Black Market. And... um I got asked to DJ, I think, because because I, I was really into music. I don't. I got the I got the DJing gig, and then <laughs> so that. <laughs> that started. So because I, I had some records, yeah. so I was like, oh, that was absolutely br- that, that was it. Do you yeah. know what I mean? That was my, that was the DJ, and so then I think I must have got the job, and then obviously got my decks, and thought, yeah, like I'm gonna do that. But and then, I, I, I probably first of all, all I wanted to do was get on the decks at black market yeah. but every and, that's what i'm thinking is that it, since your introduction to it you seem to find like okay cool i love it it's brilliant but where can i place myself where what can i do with it how can i keep this interest going yeah you could have just been into music and i know the vinyl i know and life. i don't know what it is but there was obviously a step in there that yeah. you were like okay cool i, can I think i'm here. quite good at the old chit chat okay yeah <laughs> And you, well, maybe a bit of, uh, you know, a bit of, I think I can give that a go. Yeah, I definitely yeah. give things a go. Yeah, like, wicked. You know, if I really like something, then yeah. I'm like, okay, I really like this. How can I make the most of it? Yeah. That's my mentality. So what, back I mean? to the, um, back to the nail bar, the nail salon. Yeah. You're there for 18 months. So yeah, then. Your manager. Um, yeah, I got made manager. Um, then I moved to another place. Um, and that's kind of where I started to get more into the fashion side of it. Cause uh-huh. I was like, oh, you know, I was, again, I was thinking more of the money. I was like, right, I, I want to do shoots. I want to make money, yeah. more money doing nails. Like I don't just, cause I think like in the salon I worked at, like models used to come in and get their nails done for shoots. Um, so I remember saying, cause this is how my brain works, like. A girl would sit down, she'd be a model. She'd be like, oh, yeah, I'm doing a shoot. I'd be like, oh, you know, how do you get to be a, to do nails on a shoot? And they'd be like, oh, no, they don't have that. Yeah. And I was thinking... Well, they should have that. Yeah, do you know what I mean? I can do that. Yeah, yeah. so already my mind's ticking away. And, and I'm you thinking, ask that question a couple step, of times, step. I suppose, isn't it? And you then the I ended up answer. at this place in, in um, Sloan Square. Avenue. Sloan Avenue, yeah. And then that was probably how I started working with celebrities because wow. they were they were a big name in yeah. in New York, and then they came over to London. And I remember reading about it, and I thought, yeah, I'm going to apply for a job there. Um, and um, so again, there was a bit of the old, you know, because even getting the nail job, I blagged it because they said, "How much experience have you got?" And I said, "A year," and it was I hadn't even worked in anywhere. <laughs> but you've been at home just doing friends. Uh, yeah. Stuff, yeah, and they were like, "Well, you're really good at polishing." I was like, "Yes." 
Brilliant. Okay, yeah, you know I'm, I mean? I'm really good at polishing, so you should give me. Well, a yeah, because you'd be surprised how <laughs> yeah. many people work yeah. in nail salons that but, I mean, you they're take, not good yeah, at polishing. But it's just like, oh, that, I'll take the compliment because that means yeah, yeah, I'm, I mean, yeah. yeah. And then yeah, yeah. I think just because I'm a, you know, I'm a nice person, mm. like because it's all it's quite a sort of intimate experience yeah. doing people's nails. Like people sit down, you're very close to them, you're touching them, yeah, and you get talking. And obviously, if you get on with someone. Yeah. they're going to want to come back and see you. So and if you don't, it causes a problem. Yeah, if you don't good, get yeah. on, then, you know, yeah, it goes issue. the other way. Yeah. So all in all, it was working out, you know. And I always used to talk about my daughter because especially in in the first one, MYNC, like we used to get all these, like, rich... There was a branch in Kensington uh-huh. where the rich women used to come in. Obviously, you've got nothing in common with them, but I'd be like, oh, I've got a daughter, and they'd be like, yeah. oh, have you? And then it's like, do you know what I mean? Try and find Break common ground. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and then, oh, the tips they used to give as well. Amazing. Like, it was just, yeah. So, getting into that nail world, you were like, I need to make some money, I'm going to jump yeah, into Yeah, I mean, by but this point, really I was literally... It. Single mum, yeah. need to be, you Making know, it was money. like food on the table, plus I want a nice life, yeah. you know. So, aspirations. Yeah, yeah, very. It's wicked to have aspirations. You've got to have aspirations. The music kind of fell by the well, wayside a bit here. Is, isn't that because, though, partly when real life kicks in, hobbies need to be pushed to one side? Yeah. You know what I mean? Or loves, you're just, especially when a kid gets in. Like, it's not, it's not just you've moved out of home and you've got to pay your rent. You've got a child to feed. You brought a human onto the planet. Yeah. You know I mean? like, and so, yeah, you've got to drop certain... Y- yeah, I, I, I think, like, um, my life just went in a different direction. So a lot of the people that I'd been hanging around with, like, mm. you know, there was there was a whole scene going on during the black market days. You know, as you know, like, the world domination, I think you've had someone from yep. there, the, the, the train parties, the we used to hang out at the park. You know, you were you were at those parties it, and stuff. Yeah, yeah, it was just like lifestyle, and yeah. then all of a sudden you've got baby, and you know you're not going out drinking, you're not doing all that anymore. You've got commitments. Yeah. So. Yeah, you I had was, to. Yeah, and then yeah. also you you know you've got the music was changing into it was moving towards different medium. Mm-hmm. So then CDs was starting to take over. So I remember like rec- all the record shops started to go and it was just like, oh, I still carried on buying records from the place, the wholesaler that oh, I right. worked for. Yeah, because okay. they used to sell me Wicked. Um, uh, cost price. Yeah. You know, nice. I've always been on the cost price <laughs> <laughs> or something. That's good. Um, so I remember as my daughter got older, I just, I just didn't know how to find out what good music was coming out. Yeah, you kind of. I'd, I'd lost the, I'd lost the connections, yeah, and yeah. for a long time, I was. I, I remember like I used to buy them CDs and dub vendor. Oh yeah. That was that was it, and then a bit of itch FM. Yeah, but nothing. But really. I didn't really know what was going on. Yeah. But so, you're bringing up your kid, and you're working yeah, hard. Yeah. And work's going well. Yeah, work was going really well. Wicked celebrities so, and all sorts by then and yeah you know i was i was really nice you know i was i was pretty driven it was going pretty well but then i had a house fire oh shit i know oh that's so horrible then man. i went through that it's quite traumatic yeah that is but that really pushed me to the next level after that 
you, so <laughs> you're up for things, aren't you? It's like coming in. It's you're funny because when I say stuff like in. that, people are like, "Oh, you haven't had you not haven't been had easy. a lot of luck in your life, have mm. you?" And I'm like, "Yeah, well, I've been through a few." Mm. But isn't that cool though? That what you do with it, you're like, "Yeah, it's, this hasn't been great, and that hasn't been great. That's been given to me." But my choices, the things I'm going to choose to do, are going to be as great as possible. Yeah, you were given a load of shit. Yeah, you know I mean, but from whatever to your house for being set on fire, well, sorry, not being set on fire, yeah. but anyway, having a house fire. Arson got ruled out. And arson got ruled <laughs> out. Yeah. But you still were like, okay. Yeah, no, I, I think like that's why I still like listening to hip hop because yeah. it's about being downbeat and going. Do you know what I ain't got? It's about making a silk. This I tried to describe to someone. Well, it's about making a silk purse out of a sow's ear. Like, it's about, do you know what? I've got yes. nothing, but I'm still on top of the world. Yes. And I'm still going somewhere and like, everything's shit. But, but I'm loving life. Exactly. But, and I can still, I can, I can aspire. Yeah. Hip hop gives aspiration. And, I, think, and I still get that kind of. That feeling from it. Yeah. So how many years were you doing the nails for then? Well, I'm still doing it. Oh, right. Sort of. Yeah. I mean, I kind of like to feel that I'm, I'm sort of still retired. Still doing all of it. I'm still, I'm a bit retired. Like, I retired from DJ. Okay. <laughs> I retired from DJ. I was sort of semi-retired from nails because I feel like I've ridden the wave. Did you, you set up yourself, didn't you? Yeah, I, I did literally everything you could do yeah. with it. I travelled the world. I did so many collabs I did with brands with stuff. brands yeah I mean that was when it got I just I couldn't have ever imagined it was going to go like that right but it was it was just out of this world you really? know like I have my logo on the on the beats Jesus. on the beats by Dre headphones Facebook banner that is Do you nuts. know what I mean I know it was nuts that's, a, and then that's an achievement I'd it? done the nails for the Olympics as well that was Did big you? yeah that was big in that the was UK in, the that UK was in 2012 games yeah yeah that was like that was you know even just thinking about it yeah that's a fucking massive achievement yeah but like everything that gets really big as a trend it has to come down the yeah. other side so I was really trying to push towards going into like product manufacture mm -hmm. and um, that's kind of been really hard. So completely different world. As it's well. a completely different world. The corporate world, sometimes I just think I'm just not cut out for it. Like mm. I, I don't think people really understand until you actually see what it's about. It doesn't matter what it is, whether yeah. it's music, art, makeup, anything creative at the at the top of it is a fat man in a suit yeah i mean look do you know the, what i mean the, the, the corporate shit like, i deal with a lot of businesses all types from big ad agencies to filmmakers to you know big company owners that want their offices done and the amount of times i have to let, let me do my job like, you need me to be creative. You don't want to put your two pence in here because it's going to be worth Yeah. <laughs> like, I just, there was basically, I don't mean to say it rudely, but it's, it's soulless. And they don't see the value in creativity. They don't see the, the check involved in it, whereas they do with a spreadsheet and a... This know. has been the problem because yeah. 
It's so weird. Like, it's almost like when you get signed to a label and then they try and make you commercial. It's like, yeah, yeah. I've done some products. Yeah. And particularly the last one, which was, they said to me, we want to do a slow fly range. Uh-huh. You know, I mean, yeah. I thought, wow, you know, brilliant. But to build up a brand and a name, you have to work so hard yeah. and it takes time. It's not going to happen overnight. You know, I'm not, Gemma Collins, I haven't got like millions of followers. Um, so I think my stumbling block has always been like, I'll, there's, a, there's always a guy that's at the top of the company is like, love this girl, want to bring her in, you know. I, do you know how many times I've sat down with a guy and he's gone, I'm going to make you rich. And then it's like the logistics of it with yeah. the girls that work in the office. Just there's been a stumbling block, yeah. and I, and I can tell you, I'm such a patient person. Like I'm not one of these because I've got a couple of mates that have been in the same position, and they're like, "You've got to be a tyrant. You've got to be on the phone all the time, shouting and screaming." And I'm like, "I don't want to live my life like that." Yeah, do you know not, what I mean? Yeah, it's not me. So, you know, not only that, but the last couple of years, um. I've been going through a lot of personal difficulties, so okay. I just didn't have the energy. So I was just like, do you know what? I'm out. Yeah. I've, but, d- I've done really well. That's you know, what I'm about I put, to say. I put my nail lets out. Yeah. I got a partner. They went into administration, which was absolutely nothing to do with, you. with what I was doing. Yeah. But the timing was just, yeah. was just not good because, first of all, that... Um, area of industry was on the wane okay it was dipping so to get reinvestment at that point was going to be hard was going to be hard anyway but i just didn't have the i just couldn't do it because yeah. i wasn't in that your mindset was yeah there. my mindset wasn't like in go get a mode yeah. so i've just like pulled back from it but you know and so in my timeline of you, I don't know you at all. Yeah. In my timeline of stuff. So it was about 18 months ago, two years ago, I started seeing paintings, I think. Right. So is that right? Is that, did you start? It's been about two, three years, yeah. Three. And you started painting. And I know you've been involved in the scene, as you say, for years. And then, but for you, you started painting. Did that, was that going to help with the things you were going through? Was that like part of the point? Was it, or is it, I need a creative outlet or... I can't just not... All of that. All of it, I yeah. mean, I don't know. I feel like it must have been bubbling away. Yeah. <laughs> you wouldn't have known it was fresh. You've just said... Like, you've just given me a story up to that point, right? You haven't mentioned painting. So I'm like, fuck. So she no, didn't... sorry about that. No, no. It, no. Wasn't, it wasn't really... No, but that's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm glad. I'm not, it's not a bad yeah. thing. I'm just like, wow. Because so, you started painting and it looked like you'd been painting. It didn't look like you'd started painting, is what I'm saying. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It wasn't like... This is a new person. This is like someone who can paint. This is a painter. I'd, I've never seen him before. This is a painter. That's what I'm saying. Well, that's really nice. Well, that's, that, yeah, that's what I've... Because one thing I can certifiably say is I have very little confidence in my, in my painting abilities, which is probably... With graph, you're supposed to be all like, yeah, I'm so good. Look at me. And I'm a bit like, ooh. What, what do you like about it? Do you like the achievement of painting? I don't know. Do you know what? It was like the, mi- the minute I'd done the first piece, I was like, that's it, mate. I was just like, yeah, loved it. I think it was the scale of it. 
because I've been doing nail art, which yeah. is so fiddly. And then the thing is, it's like I managed to make nails, which was in the beginning, it was kind of nails. Like it was looked down on. <laughs> it, was, <laughs> it was. That was good. <laughs> I managed to make it into this like cool aspirational yeah. career, you know? Mm. And for a long time, there was lots of girls all over. They was like, messaging me following me i want to be like her yeah. how do we do it you know i did all of it i did master classes i did guest appearances mm-hmm. i was ambassador you know i did all those collaborations like i said um but i went for it do you know what i mean i had this idea of using logo of, of creating logos on nails and selling it to businesses yeah. and that it they just went for it and, you know, everything I thought of, I was the first one to think of it. Yeah. And then the thing is, like, people try and copy your idea, but you've moved on to the next thing. Yeah. And or sometimes they try and copy it, but they haven't got the route back to the original. Yeah. Part, so it doesn't so you just... But, I've always taken that as flattery when people try and copy. Yeah. But then oh, it got course. a bit annoying yeah, exactly. when, when I saw people in America. Because obviously there's always more money in America. And I was always. like... When I saw people getting paid more than... I was just a bit like, oh, she's doing my stuff. Yeah. Anyway, but... Um, yeah, so large. basically I got better and better at, at drawing on this tiny little surface. And doing yeah. the Olympics, I had to do 403 flag nail designs. Shit. And also, I was signed... I had to sign a confidentiality agreement yeah. um, six months prior so i was literally sat at my table night after night banging these nails out one o'clock in the morning without even being able to talk about it you know stressing out and then i remember them saying to me well it doesn't matter if they're all not perfect and like the thing is that's the worst thing you can this is that's an (laughs) office person yeah like I'm not being funny. No, exactly. Office people do not get involved in the creative process. You've got your job. I don't tell you what fax machine to buy or what coffee grinder you should be (laughs) using. You don't tell me that I don't need to spend that long doing a flag design because I'm like, you don't know who's going to sit down from that country and they're going to say, oh, where's my country? Oh, that's not very good. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? That's exactly. not how I work. I wanted to put the same effort into every yeah. single one of them. So what I'm trying to say is I never really set out to be a miniature artist, yeah. which is what I essentially ended up becoming. But it was a very good business. So I carried on with it. But and, you know, I got skill. a bit of a buzz out of thinking, what can I do next on a nail? But then it kind of got exhausted yeah. in the end. So to suddenly go up to a wall with a spray can... It just felt so liberating, and I just thought, like, yeah, this is this, this is the new me. <laughs> and you didn't stop; you just cracked at it, didn't you? You stayed at it. Um, I mean, I was a bit slow to get started because um, various things. But once I, uh, what happened was, I went over to Miami to um, do some nail work over uh-huh. there. I did a guest spot over there. And um, my friend, another friend I've got, um, I mean, it's interesting because there were connections already because I had a, a, a friend from Spain who mm-hmm. approached me via a Spanish graffiti artist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So she um, 
had told me about Wynwood in Miami and yeah. how they've got these amazing murals and all the graffiti there. So I went over to Miami to work and I had started doing a bit of graph. I think I'd done about three or four pieces and I was like, I'm going to do a piece in Miami. Stop it. And guess where I done it? You did it. Yeah. By the tracks. Yeah. I did a trackside piece Wish in it. Miami and... Um, on a night, on on one of the nights, we walked randomly walked around Winwood, went into this place. This girl had this stall going on with some sort of like, I don't know. There was there was some reason that I was looking at her stuff. She was selling some t-shirts or something. Turns out she's she's a muralist. And so we got talking, and I was like, oh yeah, you know, I'm going to do some graffiti here and all of this. And then I said to her, you know. I've heard about this art, art, ba art Basel, Basel like, yeah. I really would like to do that, you know, because um, I think my friend, this girl, this Spanish girl, she painted there okay. the, the December before, so we're now in, like, the summer, uh -huh. so it was six months previous, she was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm going to sort out a wall, like, you know, I'm going to sort out an all-female wall, and I was like, oh, really, yeah, great, okay, yeah, count me in, that, yeah. I'll come over, that'd be brilliant, so, you know, we we exchanged Instagrams. Yeah, as you do. <laughs> and she actually came through with a with wall. It. And she was like, I've got a wall. And sent out this mass email to all these different female graffiti writers from all over. Most of them in the US. I was definitely the only one from the UK. Wow. And I thought, right, I'm going there. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So I got myself over there and um, start, found myself Painting. painting in Winwood at... Oh, so you did the trackside on the first visit. Trackside on the first visit. Winwood on the second visit. The piece that I'd done there is still up. What? Yeah, because loads of people, because I've got my Instagram on it. Yeah. So these random people do photos because it says be fly. Okay. It's not very good. <laughs> <laughs> but people are loving it, obviously. Yeah. Wicked. Just goes to show. I mm. mean, when I say not very good, Compared to what I can do now, okay. you know, I really laboured over it yeah. and obviously it's it's pretty basic. But yeah, the point is people really like it. It still gets posted up um, and they tag me in it. That's how I know yeah. it's still there. Um, so yeah, I got back from that. Obviously, I had a brilliant time. Brilliant. Like graffiti in Miami is, is a completely different world. Completely. And then I got back to London. I was like, right, that's it. I'm going to do this seriously now. So straight down to Leak Street mm -hmm. and I just, again, you know, I'd um, been to the Chrome and Black Battle and mm -hmm. met some, like, gone to see some girls doing it there. And then I'd, I'd made friends with this girl. We'd been painting a couple of times, but she started doing that, yeah, well, I'll see you down there and then not turning up. And it was all of that. And I thought, okay, well, I'll just... Yeah, I've got. I'd gone out on my own in the beginning. Yeah. I used to in the beginning. I used to get in the car and literally drive. I probably shouldn't say this. <laughs> <laughs> I used to drive around looking for spots Wicked. that no one would be able to see me, and there was no cameras on the outskirts of of London. Sick. And I, I didn't know about all this legal stuff. You're just I mean? trying to I find no idea. Yeah, I was yeah. just like. Where the fuck do I paint? Yeah, yeah. and um, that's 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 how I started off, and then obviously I I I went to Leak Street, and then um, the following 
January, I found about I found out about Shoreditch because mm-hmm. I, I I went to this like all female graph thing that yeah. had been posted on Facebook, and I thought, oh, I'm just going to go up there and like have a little mooch around and From the stand outside. awkwardly in the corner, yeah. and then. Um, one of the girls was like, why, why don't you come and paint tomorrow? I was like, oh, shall I? <laughs> so that's how I, I got into, then I found out, oh yeah, you can actually paint in Shoreditch. Um, so yeah, I just cracked on with it. I, and I thought, you know, I want to do really girly graph. Mm-hmm. I want it, I want it to be offensively girly. Like. Color wise. Color wise. What I'm painting. Yeah. I want it to appeal to women. Do you know what I mean? I, I was just like, that was my motivation. I was just like, graph, it's just been this male thing. It's yeah. like, you know, the imagery, it doesn't really appeal to every, They a lot of them think it does, but mm. it doesn't. And, you know, I, I wanted to, sh- to show something different. And when... You know, there's been girl writers, obviously, female writers for a long time. Not not in any... Lady Pink. Lady Pink, yeah, but not in any massive... There's never been, obviously, equal to men amount. amount. But there has... <clears throat> the, the feminine feeling of paintings hasn't always come through because some girl writers are literally just exactly the same, they've got the same styles or... not. I don't mean bitten styles, I just mean they develop a style in the same way a male writer may do. So every now and then when you get that feminist feel, completely different feeling from a, a wall, yeah, you do feel it. So it's definitely different because, yeah, it's crowded with yeah, male ego. Exactly. That's what it is. Yeah. yeah. So, I, yeah, I feel like from day one I was, like, painting Hello Kitty and, like, hearts and, you know, I thought this is going to stand out. People are going to be like, well, what's this all about? Mm. Do you know what I mean? Well, who's done this bright pink monstrosity <laughs> <laughs> and you've met a lot of cool people for it um yeah a Good. few yeah a couple along the way and then you put on um so the other thing that really caught my well, attention i'll tell you what you. we haven't talked about yeah. is that you know going carrying on this male dominance thing yeah. is that back in the black market days yeah. i was going out with a graffiti writer then right and you know, I spent a lot of time hanging around with them and no one, I don't remember anyone ever suggesting. For you to paint. Yeah. Like, you know, the unity jams, jams, you know, I used to go to them. I, I, I do not ever remember anyone saying, why aren't you painting? Yeah. You know, like I just, I don't remember that. Do you think it's changed? Well, yeah, if I see a girl now, I straight away say, have you ever thought about getting into it? And I've even like, um, yeah, I've encouraged loads. Do you think men have changed? Have men changed? No. 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 I wonder. They don't want to get, I mean. If you're 17, 18, I'm wondering what a 17 and 18 year old is like now. My son. Yeah. He's, my son's really nice, but he's, he's not, doesn't do what I do. I can kind of imagine him maybe saying, but I don't know about people within the scene being that age. If you're a writer in the scene, I met when you said like has things changed. Yeah, yeah. I mean, kids today, 
ev- the, the the boundaries that have dropped down from yeah. when we was growing up is yeah. unbelievable. Like was race, culture, yeah. religion, sex, all of um, disabilities, everything. Yeah. There's so much more. Yeah, acceptable, understood. Yeah, not, yeah, exactly. You know, everything's like for everybody, sort of thing. So yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm sure that yeah, more Some... girls will probably. But the male attitude. I, I do see, like, um, there are a lot more girl writers I've ever seen. Yeah, and I'm definitely abroad. Yeah, I'm um, not so sure mm. about here. I think people are just really shy about coming. <clears throat> I don't think I ever said to any girls that I hung out with in the '90s when I was writing in London, "Do you want to paint?" I don't think I ever said it. Yeah, I don't know why. Well, that's well, what I'm saying. I don't. Yeah. I don't remember anyone. In fact, I've actually called people up out about it. Yeah. I'm like, why didn't you ever? Set me. Do you think it's? Um, I'm not excusing the behaviour. I'm not trying to excuse my behaviour or anyone else's. But do you think it? Because we're now more aware. You'd hope that we maybe people our age could spread that message more to make sure these questions are asked the same way as in in the nineties and in the early nineties when you were coming up. You know, being a transsexual wasn't just acceptable. Do you know what I mean? in all cases, or being, or whatever it is, you know what I mean? There was always something, and now as, an, as a society, we're becoming a lot more open and understanding and not having any barriers up between us anymore. We're breaking it all down, which is amazing. Mm. So things are going to change with the way people's behaviours change. But can you forgive that behaviour from back then? Because if this is how, if this is how boy was growing up, I can't, I can't I can, explain I can my for, behavior. I can forgive, I can forgive the behavior back then. Yeah. Can I forgive it now when very it's still point. going on? Oh, very good. I don't think I would behave the same. No, I wouldn't mm. behave the same as I did in the nineties. That's a good point. I didn't think of that side of it. One thing I, I, I will say though is, um, when I started painting, um, like when we do stuff on the street and people always come by, you know, a lot of times in some places, like in Hackney, when you paint. Mm-hmm. Mums bring their kids to watch you. Yeah, you know it's brilliant. And, and guys used to always turn around and go, "Oh yeah, look, all the girls always like they're always looking at you, so like it's really cool." Mm. Do you know what I mean? And I just thought, yeah, actually, and that's a common theme I found from a lot of the women that I've met through painting, whether it's street art or graffiti. Yeah. It really is empowering. Like yeah. not only doing it, but being doing it in public and having kids walk past and you know and they go oh you're really good and you just think yeah you know that's i'm really glad that person's seen that because now she can think of it in a different way it's not just some moody bloke i don't i'm not trying to sound like some soft weak guy here but i'm (laughs) literally i think we've seen what men can do for quite long enough Exactly. Like, I'm really ready for this exactly (laughs) and so by you just saying that just say Oh, you know, and these parents come along and they're there and the guys say to me, oh, everyone's coming to look at you. And it's like, yeah, they're bored of us, man. Like, it's really time to step aside. I am in, bored of it. I am bored aspects. of the 90s characters. I am bored of <laughs> I'm the... talking about all things, though. Every, literally no, every I'm part bored of, of the slime. I'm bored of the skulls. I'm bored of the space age flipping warriors. Like... <laughs> Move on, I'm talk- Yeah, I know what you mean in the graph side of the world. I'm talking about in everything. I'm kind of well, like, oh, that I'm just yeah. bored of that. I mean, <laughs> you know, obviously there's there's some graph writers that are pushing things forward still. Yeah. I know, this, and they're the ones that I've obviously gravitated well. yeah. towards. But in a way, it's been quite 
I think I've kind of done myself no favours because I feel like I hate the expression, the graph scene. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you hate that expression? Well, I don't really it... know what it is, but what? it's like it seems like you start doing graph and all of a sudden you start hearing the scene, the scene, the scene, right? But collectively the scene wants you to be doing what they're doing do you know what i mean so from i came be, along and yeah. started doing something a bit different yeah i felt like they didn't really relate to me plus the fact that i had nails on the end of my name and you know yeah. i don't know I, i'm just surmising but i don't really feel like i've gelled with that side of I, the people that i've connected with are the ones that I feel like they're doing really fresh stuff and mm. I've just gone to them, yeah, that's really, I really like that and it's really different and they've gone, yeah, I like what you're doing, do you know what I mean? And yeah, work off each other. And yeah, um, but yeah, I, I just feel like it's, there's a lot of very stale... With with the painting... And and I think the mental attitude hasn't hasn't changed. Mm. Like I, the, I, yeah, I like can the wet, Just going by the way a lot of them act. Yeah. I can kind of, I can't disagree with you whatsoever. I'd, yeah, you know, I mean, I'd done the Stockwell, I'd done the Do One Cancer. Yeah. I was the only girl there. Really? Yeah. So. Was that because other girls weren't invited? I don't know if there was girls at Leak Street. I've been but, there recently. Yeah. Um, I can't remember what I saw. I thought there might be at least one or two others. And how many? There's quite a few in London though, isn't there, at the minute? What? Girl writers. Girl writers. Yeah. yeah, let's not go into that. But they just don't. <laughs> but they're not being asked to come to these things. Yeah, it's not about being asked. You don't get asked to graph things. You just turn up. Yeah, that's true. You know, yeah. that's what I did. Yeah, I just turned up to things. Yeah, and then there's all this. Oh no, that's wall saved for so and so. And I'm like, um, well, I could actually just come and paint here anyway. Like. <laughs> <laughs> Do you find it so? Is that the, then the intricacies of the culture? You're a bit like, what you want about? Why is this needed? Yeah, I'm because like, you you break it down quite simply. I don't get it. It's yeah. graffiti. It's an anti-social activity. Yeah. It's supposed to be illegal. Like you know, doing trains and panels and tracks are like what it's meant to That's be all essence. about. You yeah. know, like well, you Bombing. don't know because you didn't do that. But yeah, you want to start making rules up and doing exactly the same thing. That's what I don't get. Oh, I've, I've said that quite a lot. We're in a culture that's meant to be ruleless, but it's full of rules, definitely. It's and that's where all the crap... That's where, that's where all the trouble comes in. You know, yeah, so yeah, I, yeah. I've, just got, I've just got on my own... I, as, I, as I put it, I've, I've made my own scene. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> but you, you, you haven't... like. Obviously, none of those thoughts that you have of the scene put you off painting at all. You no, have, and and just, why would they? You, you know, because yeah, plenty of people have tried to put me off. I have no idea why, but as if that's going to work. And what what do you get out of it? What do I you just really it enjoy it. Yeah. Like I genuinely really enjoy it. I mean, I used to get this proper little buzz. I used to get the pre-painting buzz, like, every time I was going to paint, it would just be, like, this little excitement feeling, yeah. like, oh, my God, you're going to go out, you're going to paint a wall, and, you know, you don't know what you're going to do, and it was just a really good feeling. And then 
the sense of progression as well. Yeah. You know, like I would choose a technique and think, right, today I'm going to try this, today I'm going to try this. Wicked. And, you know... Put yourself through it then. Yeah, put yeah. myself through it. Um, literally. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, and... Now it's a bit different because obviously, I don't know what it is, but recently I've got to that point where I'm like, okay, I still really want to paint, but I'm really bored of just going to do legal walls. I like the I like the exploring element, mm -hmm. but then at the same time, I was a bit fearless in the beginning of just thinking, yeah, I'll just get in the car and drive around and just go yeah. up to a wall. And now I'm a bit like, I don't know if I should... What am I doing? Like, well, yeah, you, it's quite dangerous. You've seen what's, yeah, so more stories. It's, yeah, recently I feel like I want to be with someone painting, and that's becoming a bit of a problem now because it's it's not always easy. Yeah. And did you put on that jam? You put on a jam recently? I put on the, the, the Grenfell, yeah, yeah. I, I thought, I knew there would probably be one on, because I knew there was one on last year, and yeah. I knew it was coming up, so I messaged, um, Enigma, Enigma. Yeah. and I, I said, look, Enigma. I'm thinking about putting on this jam. What do you? F I thought, you know, it'd be cool to have it in South London simultaneously. Yeah. So it's like, you yeah. know, that day, it's just like we're hitting it, flooded with yeah. that image on, you know, online of people yeah. putting there. And she was like, oh yeah, that's a really good idea. Um, but why don't you do it on the Sunday and then I can come down and take some photos? And um, so I said, yeah, that's cool with that's me. Good. So, took out the whole weekend then. So it? yeah, we had the Saturday and then the Sunday and mine was a lot more relaxed, you know. I, I just I didn't want to put myself through having all of that saving spots and mm. I don't like that hierarchy hierarchy. Hier yeah. Hierarchy. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that and also I didn't want to spend that much time fussing over. I'm like, a jam should Let's be get together. Here, there's a jam going on. This is the theme. Let's go. Turn up and do your thing. Yeah. And that's pretty much how it worked out. And did you just message a load of people and say we're on? Yeah, I messaged a few, but I made up the flight. Then No, then I had the idea of going down to Zone 2 in Brixton. Because mm -hmm. there's a, a shop had just opened up in, Zo in Brixton that mm. sells um, a brand of paint that I particularly like. Oh, right. Okay, I didn't know that. All right. Yeah, loot paint. Okay. Loving the loop. Okay. Um, who I'd already approached about getting sponsorship with. And um, so I thought, well, you know, they're a graph shop, so they'll be linked more to graph guys yeah. than me. I mean, I know a couple of people. So I thought, well, you know, if I go in there and see if they want to do it with me, join forces in the yeah. promotion, then... Um, they came on board. Yeah, they were they were totally they were totally into it. So yeah, now I've made friends with them as well. So that's really good. And it was it was a really positive day. Yeah. And what I liked as well is that a lot of the actual people that live in Stockwell were coming down and really getting into the pieces Wicked. and stuff. And I thought oh, that's so nice. Do you yeah. know what I mean? People were like getting emotional and understanding. Yeah, it was really like touching. Meaning. Good. <laughs> Good. Good. So. So what do you do for, what is your work outlet in a minute? Well. Or are you floating? 
Oh, gosh. Well, I've gone into a completely different area of life. Mm. I mean, I still have a few nail commissions and I still sell my nails. And then I do graffiti workshops now oh, right. as okay. a little sideline. Yeah. Um, last year, I thought, you know, let me give being an artist a go. So I got this studio. I mean, that was another thing. Like, this is this is a kind of me thing mm-hmm. to do. I was kind of in the back of my mind thinking, I wonder if I could produce some some canvases. And um I had I had a vague idea of, of doing words. Mm. You know, like just doing a word and then putting it on a canvas and then I mean, I know it's not an original idea because other people do it, but I didn't really think about that at the time. It was my idea, do you know what yeah. I mean? And I was just like, I like the way that when you paint a word, people come up and make an interpretation of it. Yeah. And I think that's really interesting. Okay. Because, like, I'd done this piece that said doesn't last once, which is actually the lyrics from a song, from a rap song. <laughs> 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 And then everyone's coming up going, oh, yeah, I've been heartbroken too. And I'm like, it was actually a bit of a joke about graffiti as well. Do you but know what it, I mean? Whatever people want to take from it, I suppose. But it? It, could, it, it could apply to anything, yeah. like friendships, relationships, yeah. graffiti. Work, anything. Doesn't last. We're living in a doesn't art last age. So, you know, I thought, yeah. And then I... I got offered this studio and I thought, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to get a studio and I'm going to produce some work and I'm going to put a show on. And then that coincided with me doing this, um, makeup slash nail range under the SoFly brand. So we decided to do the launch with the show. Nice. Um, and I've done it and I sold a couple of paintings, but being an artist as such, I mean, I have a lot of respect for anyone that does that mm. because it's, I, I sort of go back to when I was 16 years old. I mean, I like to be earning and I like to yeah. be, you know, I'm not really into that poor artist. Surviving. It was fun. I had a year of bumming around yeah. and it was fun. But realistically, I know it would take a good 10 years. I think to, this is to, a thing, to, man. I respect any that artist together. that's at it full time. I just I'm yeah. like, keep that hustle going, man. If you can survive, yeah. if you can pay the bills and you can yeah. get what you need, cool. Like, and I pick yeah. up the hustle. I'm not brave enough to take that plunge. I wish I was. I don't know I'm if not. it's brave enough. It's, it's almost like... Well, for me, it's brave enough because I want that freedom. I'm not, it ain't about the money for me. Like, I mean, you said you've had experience of... Um, corporate and commercial, oh, yeah, and it doesn't matter what you do; they're going to want to turn it around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've done like a million you know? and one things, million and one. I painted a thousand canvases and sold them. I've done right. all of that. Like, only gallery, you should yeah. Be a thousand and near then. Yeah, no. I just, I'm, I'm not. I don't want to be. No, I'm not ready to be an artist. Basically, yeah. so this is why I work, and I can't wait for the day where I'm like, all right, you're ready. Stop working. Yeah, because that's what I, I don't want. There's no mix for me. Well, I do paint in here. I, I do stand in my studio and I do paint things, but it's only for me. It's very personal. It's usually like to de-stress from work, to be honest. And then I crack on, but no one will see it. It's yeah. not for anyone. The, this is it. The other thing about what I've realised about painting is 
where the where do you put these bloody canvases? Do you know what I yeah. mean? Like you're gonna you, you end up and then you're carting these canvases My around. Mate, <laughs> no, um, no, the stacking up of paintings and all that type of stuff. It is you've got to be at it to be a full time artist. You've got to yeah, be no, I don't know. Like I see myself as a creative entrepreneur. Uh-huh. Like I feel like you know one of the reasons why when you approach me and I realised it was for real. <laughs> I I feel like, you know, quite, I, I'm, I, I do stuff for girls, like to show girls can do stuff. Do you know what I mean? That's always been my motivation from DJ. And I get into these things and I'm like, why have you got yourself into that? And I suppose that's what, it's not what attracts me in the first place. Because I don't really realise, but it, once I'm in it, I'm like, okay, I'm enjoying this now. And this can be inspiring. And I feel like somehow doing this graffiti, it's meant to be. <laughs> and it, But you just said something which I've been waiting for. What was that? Well, because I think you are this person. I think you're here, not only here for this reason, but you're here to inspire. Yeah. Like I, 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 the different things you've done, everything you've said you've done, and yeah. I know you've done, I know you're not just saying it, I know you've done. Yeah. Um, it was all, it seems like you open a door... You let people see it and then you move on, right? Yeah. And I'm not saying I'm not saying you were the first at everything, but you've definitely it done sounds, first. It sounds like one of those places <laughs> in Amsterdam. <Yeah. laughs> no, but you just said like painting and this inspiring thing. Like you you know you're inspiring girls. You're telling girls to paint. Yeah, paint. when I get that connection, yeah. I can feel it even now, like I get pissed off because graph people aren't really into what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, mm. Do you think that or have you been told? That? No, I feel it. Okay, cool. That's fine if you feel it. I'm just, well, Why do way. you know that? No, I've, I've never heard it. But again, I'm not the most sociable person. No, I so. just... Well, I mean, I did have a funny conversation with someone the other day. Because okay. I was like, oh, do you remember the, it was the second time I painted down in Stockwell? And I was like... I mean, now I feel like Stockwell's like my second home. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Because it's just down the road. It's like my local spot. Yeah. It's my go-to. I mean, I did a thing for Le Bhutan down there. Can you, you imagine it? I don't know if you've heard of them because some yeah, yeah. genuine, some people genuinely have them, but no, they're the highest luxury shoe brand on yeah. earth. And they asked me to do this thing because they had a graffiti line of nail polish. And I thought, well, I'll just go and do it. Just in the spot, isn't it? Um, but, um, oh God. Yeah, so the second time I went there, I remember coming down, I was still very intimidated. Like it is very intimidating. I felt like I had to get up to a point where I could go and paint in public even. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? That was in the beginning, the necessity of finding these walls was so no one could see me or it. But that's nerve-wracking enough. Painting a large wall is nerve-wracking enough. And then with the culture, with the scene, you get all these people as well to see you. Yeah. So I went down and I was like, oh, can I paint? Is anyone painting there or can I paint in that spot? And he was like, no. And I was I basically now I'm quite friends with the guy. So I sort of like okay. pulled him up on it the other day. And I could yeah. see in his face he was looking a bit embarrassed. And I was like, yeah, look embarrassed, hun. That's because, what I've got to deal with. <laughs> because, yeah. I, you know, yeah. you tried to put me off and... Still here. still here I am he goes yeah but we was doing a production that day and you just come along and did a big heart with so fly in it and I'm like yeah <laughs> and some people like that I came to paint Do you know what I that's mean? what I painted it's like 
the appreciation that I get, and there has been a little bit, is from just other girls or women or whatever that go, you know, I love that, love that, love that. So, you. you know, just to make, obviously uh, to do art and someone say they love it, that's what you want to do. Mm. Do you know what I mean? You, you, that's, that's kind of what you do it for because it's like creating something that people like, yeah. you know, it's like... And then... It's kind of amazing. When I first started, I just, I just couldn't get my head around it. I was like, it's kind of mad that you can just go to somewhere and then you just paint something and then people stop on the street and they're like, they yeah. genuinely get an engagement with what you've just painted. Like, yeah. that is a really incredible experience. There were hundreds of thousands of more people, more, more of them than there are us as well. So yeah. we find it, we go and paint a wall. Yeah. We don't think about it one day. We're just going to go and paint. We're going to go and paint a wall. And then before you know it, there's 10 people behind you. You're like, oh, yeah, because you lot don't have a clue about this. Like, yeah. This is our world. Like, and then all of a sudden, the outside world just look in because there's so many more of them. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of them do want to, they, they have seen it and they do want to ask you. We, oh, all yeah, know, yeah. we all know what the top, the top yeah. three questions are. <laughs> you both <laughs> see. <laughs> You're getting paid for this. Yeah. Um, is that are you going to get arrested (laughs) (laughs) do you um... but yeah I do think that people genuinely are interested in it and because you're a girl they probably think oh I feel like I get asked more because I'm a girl Do, do you what do you get out of painting do you does it help with I real life, just really like doing it, yeah. and I, and I've come to that I've come to that point in life where I'm like, okay, I've brought up my daughter, I've done my nails career, I'm sick of fashion, I'm sick of all the BS what you were talking about, like having my head done in. I want to do some. I just want to do stuff that I really enjoy now, yeah. you Maybe. know, and I really enjoy painting, so I'm going to keep doing it. I enjoy getting better at it I enjoy having ideas and thinking am I going to go and do that today you know I I like to have an idea I don't Mm -hmm. just want to go and just put my name up like um, like I like doing that as well Mm -hmm. but you prefer you you like the whole process if you get to do all of it I love going to abandoned buildings I mean that's been wicked has been finding these abandoned buildings and some of my early pieces in there mm-hmm. and then these kids that go around to these abandoned buildings and then they take photos of it and then they because they use hashtag so fly yeah, yeah. that comes up or sometimes someone will notice it and tag At me in it yeah and it's like that's mad because i'm like wow some random people just went to that building and they really they took a picture in front of your work yeah. in front of your art because they really liked it they thought it was cool yeah. why else would they i love that you know shit. so I, I definitely feel like that's, you know, like a nice feeling. Yeah. And um, I can't see it stopping anytime soon, but I don't know where I'm going with it. I mean, mm. my, I feel like progression-wise, my next stage, if you like, next year, I'd, I'd like to do the whole side of a building. Wicked. Like, I feel like that's... That's the calling. That's the next level, okay. is to do an actual building mural yeah. or whatever um so and do you think you'll go back to the artwork on canvas um might I, be something you explore in a few years i don't years. know yeah i don't know who knows 
Do you know what I mean? Mm. I mean, that's the good thing about art. It doesn't really matter how old you no. are. And well, I think the other thing, never mind about age, I just think it doesn't matter like what or when you do it. We're not, there's no time constraint. No. Do you know what I mean? We can it's do... about having the ideas and the ideas, yeah. I have ideas every minute of the day. Like it's just crazy. Yeah. Um, so I've also started work-wise doing something which I really love doing and mm -hmm. it's so different to anything that I've ever done With it. before and a bit of a strange choice of profession that not okay. everyone would be understanding of but I look after old people wicked don't that's giving back man a bit properly yeah I got into that through caring for my dad wow and I thought I really like doing this so that's amazing so that's lovely yeah I've been doing that wicked and um, not many people know about it. Quite a few we know now. That's brilliant though, man. But I genuinely really enjoy it. And I don't know, I feel like I've got a really good balance going on at the moment. I've yeah, got my work. Yeah. I'm okay. And I've got my painting. And, you know, I'm going off to Upfest this weekend, which Wicked. I'm absolutely bricking myself. you painting them? Yeah, I'm doing a six-metre wall. Wow. And I'm just getting really anxious about it. But having this talk's made me feel a lot better. Because... What are you anxious about? The Same people. The people, the yeah. People. Why? What, what is it about people that makes you I don't you know. It's like... There's just been too much negativity. I feel like yeah. these organised events, you don't know who's going to be there. And it's, it was sort of a challenge. Like I applied for it last year and I didn't get in. And so I thought, well, I'll try it again. And I did get in. So I thought, oh God, now I'm going to have to go and do it. And I'm like, I can't really not do it. Like It's not me to chicken out. Hmm. So no, you're not chickening out. You're going to do it. I'm going to do it. And yeah. I'm going to try and have a good time. You will. But I just hope that I'm not going to be on my... Because I'm going on my own, you see. I just feel a bit... Might come down to literally a few introductions that you just have to introduce yourself yeah. to other people. It's a wicked place, though. I have been to Bristol. Mm. I've painted in Bristol, like, a few times. I, it's a cool place. Mm. I'm just a bit, like... I don't know. I just, I just get a bit awkward still because I don't really think of myself as... You're putting a reputable, on yourself, I know, it's mad, isn't it? You remember, this is a culture with no rules. Yeah. The, the second part is it's full of rules, but we don't have to pay, really have to pay attention to that. It's yeah. A, the point is, it's a culture with no rules. That's the reality of it. If, if some of us want to come in and say, well, actually, I think it should be like this. Cool, that's, that's on you, son. That's on me. If I'm going to behave like that, that's on me. It's nothing to do with you. You're coming to culture with no rules. Do your thing, as you have been. Yeah, exactly. I know, you don't even need to hear this. I, I know, I, I know can do exactly that, but it's like do. when you're going to an event, it's, it's, it's quite... Yeah, anxiety, man, it's a real thing. I take tablets for anxiety. I'm not fucking about. I know what anxiety <laughs> is. <laughs> Where did you get it? I'm from the doctor. I'm not fucking about. I'm getting proper uh, anti-anxiety tablets because it's, it's a real thing. Like, yeah, and I'm, it what is I'm saying a real to you, I'm, thing. I'm not preaching. I'm talking literally because yeah. I tell myself the same shit. 
have, no, I mean, mean it's weird because in this times I can understand this whole crew mentality and being in a crew and being in a gang. The helpful part of that. Because you're like, yeah, I've yeah. got my crew, like, yeah. you know, strength in numbers. And I've always been a bit of a lone ranger. That's a... Uh, me, but I when you that... go into a situation like that, because it is more street art as well. Yeah. I just feel a little bit like I'm putting myself on the block here and what's it? what am I walking into? And I'm just hoping I'm going to have a good time. Just f- think back about you walking into Black Market. Yeah. Think back about telling the, the, the nail people <laughs> you had a year. I can't imagine what you said to get into the celebrities and the fucking Olympics and all these other things you've done. Fuck I up, best man. Come I on, know. are you kidding me? Six feet away with what you've done. <laughs> it's not the wall that I'm no, worried I know, about. I know, I know, it's but... not the paint in the wall. Like, you know, I've done the end walls in Stockwell a yeah. few times now. Really? I've, I've, I've seen already them, taken actually. that yeah. challenge on. So I know I can yeah. build up that wall. I don't know what it is. I just, every time I think about it, I get this nervous feeling of what, of walking up and who's going to be there and. I don't know. It's You've got to go up there, probably very you irrational. There, I don't know. You will. You'll be fine. You go there and you'll get it done. That'd be boom. It's another step in the yeah. direction of wherever I'm heading, well, kind of thing. To have such a fucking like my my girlfriend Bex, my partner, she's been studying for three years and just become a therapist, and I'm so proud of her. Oh um, right, proper psychotherapist, full on. Yeah, like she's done the whole thing. And before that, she was an account director. She was in PR and done account directing for yeah. big brands. And you're in that world and yeah. you're not giving back and you're not doing yeah. anything. Nothing's feeding you, all that shit. And now she's, I'm so proud of her for being like, fuck it. This is what we're going to do now. This is what I'm going to do. And we're going to, and it all worked. We went and bought a boat. We live on a canal now. So in, <laughs> in order for me to make money, in front, cause I couldn't yeah. survive both of us in London. It was too expensive. Yeah. So we bought this boat. She went to study. And I'm so proud of it. And what you what you're doing, like, like you know what? My dad went and but I really enjoyed looking after him. Do you know what that it is? is I, I just amazing. felt like it brought out this side of me, like I'm a really caring, nice person. To give that out and to I people, feel so. like yeah, I found an outlet that I Brilliant. can actually what needs wants yeah. it. So I'm I'm very happy doing it. This, that is and, a and, and the thing. other side of it is is like, okay, I really like doing this and well this is Going by the pattern that I've lived my life by, when I really like something and I really put my energy into it, it seems to pay off. So this is a massively expanding industry as well. Mm. And it's it's like I've almost held back from exposing myself, if you like, because I feel like, you know... When is the right point for me to start? Because I know I could do so much like as an ambassador or to promote it and, yeah, you know, make people feel good about it instead of it. it's still a little bit of an iffy subject. Like I know some people when I, when I say it, yeah. I can just see the look in their face. Yeah, yeah, but... It's like people either go either go one way or the other. Some are like, oh my god, that's amazing. So like, what you just done? Like, I'm really proud of you for doing that. Yeah. Or they're a bit like, oh okay. Yeah, that's cool, man. But, Maybe they're busy paying a mortgage. God knows. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I I feel like I'm I'm following my heart on that one. Um, it's it's working out because I've got the I've got the free the Time, free channels well. of what I'm doing. Yeah. Um, and um. Yeah, Wicked, that's where so. I'm at. That's where I'm at. I mean, I'm still really into music, like heavily. Yeah. Like I loved going to a lot of shows. 
Still do that, yeah. Yep. Parker. Regular. I'm I've started going to the chip shop a lot. Oh right, wicked. I think I've been there about four times this year. Uh-huh. Um I've seen Bahamadia, I've seen the Fly uh-huh. Hooligan. This year, Bahamadia. Yep. Oh what? That was like recently. Yeah. Um you have to be so on it to find out about these gigs. Yeah. Like I feel like with hip hop. They don't make it easy. Well, considering you'd think that because of this social media bullshit, we should be able to hear it all the time or see it all the I time. Don't I don't know what it is. Like, that. you know, <clears throat> for years I was hearing, oh, there's no good hip-hop anymore. In fact, people still think like that. Yeah. And then a few years ago, like, I discovered SoundCloud. Yeah. And I discovered people were recording these radio shows. Because yeah. you, yours doesn't have music. No. And, and it, you know, there's people record. That's where I found Soho Radio from that. From, right. Um, All City Show with Kish. I'm going to. And then, um, what was the other one? With DJ IQ. That was a good show. But yeah, SoundCloud's amazing. Um, so, through, through that, I, I just, it, a whole new world of, of music opened up to mm. me. And um, I've started following a lot of these people on twitter actually mm-hmm. i feel like twitter for music is yeah is that the one I don't yeah because some of them are really you know i mean they, i probably can't believe it some random girl in the uk <laughs> is going i really yeah. like your song and they, they you know these are super independent yeah yeah and i'm watching them get bigger and bigger okay. like what one artist that i was into west side gun yeah, a few years good. ago and, you know, the f- the funny thing is because he wore that Chanel ski mask yeah. and obviously everyone knew that I was into Chanel. So straight away I was like, oh, yeah, and I, I just really like that Off-White song. Yeah. And then I got more and more into his music and then he actually replied to my... Message, didn't it? Yeah. My tweet. Yeah, with you. <laughs> and then I'd done this stupid picture with a with a ski mask on and I had an app that you could put the Chanel logo. Oh, yeah. So I sent it to him and then he, like posted it and you know i mean just little things like that like it's just mad little connections yeah. that you're making online i'm gonna be connecting with more and more like um rappers on that are doing this really good music and um yeah i just sort of feel like oh this is such a passion like i don't know if it's ever gonna you know because people are quite confused as well when i go to shows mm. and they're like well what what's your like because i'll post things on my stories and then they'll message me after and go well what's your role what do you do in the scene and i'm like (laughs) i'm a fan yeah (laughs) i'm just into music like you know you'll be fans yeah but i think people are genuinely confused is it still hip-hop that you love as well yeah yeah predominantly listen to hip-hop predominantly much to the Annoyance of other people. <laughs> I, Any of I my car to. passengers. Um, I mean, no, there I've are a few other writers that listen to yeah. hip hop, um, but no, I've I'm get I I've got more and more into it in the last couple of years. Yeah. The more that it's opening up, and there is re- some really good shows online, and yeah. I just love it when you you listen to a mix and you're like, oh, what was that one? You can't the tune comes on, you're just you want you have to find out what it is, and then they they sometimes they even they give the, the track, track listing, list yeah. but you still Don't know have where to it's track at. it down. Yeah. It's like was it a promo? Was it on some? Sometimes it's on some obscure like mystery 
link somewhere. User on SoundCloud has posted <laughs> an illegal like version of it, you know. So yeah, I I, I enjoy that digging. Yeah, I do. Um, I do feel like I want to do something with music still. You know, I feel like there's a lot of people of our age. Like I, I, I've said it to Tony. I'm like, there is definitely there's a middle aged hip hop scene going on. Well, you know, I go to a lot of these gigs. Like that's the age group. Yeah. I mean, this is the thing. One thing I, I never say on this podcast ever that this is a youth culture because it's not. It's culture. And these, these, some of these guys, they're in their 50s yes, and 60s. Yeah, yeah. Jay-Z released an album last year as a massive hit. He's yeah. aged 40-something years old. Like, um, DITC are playing exactly, this weekend. Yeah. Freddie Fox just dropped a new album, the Pop Dukes album. No, 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 you've got look at the Rolling Stones. They're exactly, so still let's, going. Yeah, this, you know, the thing is, it's like when you're young, I mean, I did it in Black Market. I was like, I'm not being a DJ past 30. Yeah, because that's what we think at the time. Oh my god, thirty seemed like yeah. miles away. OAP, but we've grown now. But then you get to thirty, and you're like, well, I still like going out. Yeah, and then you know, I still feel like that now. Like I don't want to be. I do love. I was gonna say I don't want to be at home watching TV. I do love a bit of Love Island, but uh-huh. I generally I like going out to watch music. I, I just love that's it. The thing, yeah. You know, um, so. It's frustrating how badly promoted some of these things are. Yeah. Or you get nights where there'll be three things on the mm. same night. Yeah. And that's just... Silly. Annoying. <laughs> I think Bahamadir was on the same night as Planet Asia and something else. Oh, what? And it was just like... It's like a bus. <laughs> <laughs> so you come along at once. Yeah. You know, they're few and far between these things. But it was like the other night we went to the um, Mr. Thing and Michael Parkinson Parky, yeah. launch. I literally saw it the night before. And... Um, you got to it. You know, luckily I found someone to go with. I love that album, man. I think it, it was really re- well. It was really good. Really well, yeah, man. Yeah. Parky's honesty on there I well. like him. I've been into his music for a while as well. Like There's so much good UK stuff as well. Yeah, like, do you know what I love as well at the moment is this integration between UK and US yeah. rappers and producers. Farmer G just done an album, Alien Grey, The Sentimental Alien. And that's yeah. all produced by him and he raps on there as Alien Grey with American rappers. Exactly. There, there's there's a whole bunch of them that, that I'm, that I'm yeah. kind of into and following um i'm loving uk hip-hop at the minute i'm loving doing this man i think it's important i want it i want people to get their stories down and just to know that the journey's there it started off quite it really was i think based off the i was worried for my son yeah about not having a culture he right anything right and i'm chatting to mates and they're like yeah but i never did and i, I did young crime and then graffiti really young and then just lived a bit yeah he hasn't done anything like that and i'm like oh, and i started panicking and that and then I started doing these recordings. I'm like, oh, oh, it's, it's all right, D. Like, not everyone well, picks it up at that age. The thing is, I, I hear this. I do hear this. And I do sort of feel like, you know, these people that chat on social media, like mm. Facebook, oh, there's no culture anymore. There's no good artists anymore. Like, I have a daughter. She got really into the squat rave scene mm. a few years ago, which, funnily enough, 
all of a sudden, I'm going to do graffiti for these promoters. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, your mum's sick at graffiti. Can she come and do crap at my rave? Sick. So, you know, I think that, that was a scene going on right there. Yeah. I mean... I, he, he hasn't picked a culture I know for it. I know accord. what you mean, like... It, they're not so sociable. No, and that's, they, that's they, the thing. They've yeah. got, but I that's, believe that's, it's all that's out there down still. to social media. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. You know, social we have to. Shit. I don't know where we go with this social media thing mm. because I feel like the more that I slag it off, it's just really weird as well because I used it so heavily in the beginning of my business. Yeah. I really, really was into it. it. But now I, I've seen the, I think business the downside is, but, of it. But the I use think... for business is completely different to personal. And that's, I think, the problem we have, we're having here. And the thing that, that's jarring and I think what's scaring people is the personal use of, of these social media platforms. It's just merged into it's one. Because what they're doing is they're making... Yeah, because they're making the person the advert. Yeah. And I, you know, I was thinking about it. I was with a guy today, he told me that he's a millionaire. Yeah. And he's like, you know, he's not very well, but he's like, I'm lucky that I've done really well in my business. But he goes, this is, I've heard this recurring theme. These rich people tell me they were very careful to save their money. Yeah. Now, the thing is, is when you are young and you get money in, you want to be showing off. Yeah. This is the trap that we all and fall into. And this is what Instagram's pushing it that even more. And this is what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. You know, you can become big through Instagram or whatever it is. I mean, I've tried to explain to my daughter. I'm like, Jade, you know, some of these people, they already have money. You see yeah. them flying around the world. Do you think their job is paying for that? And That's just they're, what they're doing is they're... They're doing that and then they're putting it up and then they're getting more opportunities. But at some point, they will move on to the next mm. person. Now, how are you going to maintain that when you're, you know, it's these vlogs on, on buying videos. This is what I bought today. You're going to carry on spending money, spending money. It's, it's when fucking, your money dries up yeah. and then you've got to spend money to get money in it. No, it's very. It's, it's, um, well, I think humans are going to see. Yeah, yeah we're going to see. something not right about it. Who's winning is the is the. Ad agencies is the corporate, corporate again. Yeah, of course. We're back to that. So, yeah, but, but I don't think people can see it. No, point. we can't. But I think we've got to start discussing it. Man, I, I wrote something on Instagram recently, and I never do that. I'm not that guy. I don't yeah. like interacting on on social media. But I had to ask the question: What are we doing with our culture? Are we? Is it going to disappear through a swipe? Like, are we going to put up 35 years of culture all onto our phones and just start? Oh, that's a nice picture. Gone gone yeah because all right so we've grown our cult our culture it's has, really funny you should with say technology, that but i just it, it cut in quickly the, yeah. when i'm doing graph yeah you know how it is now well graffiti is now related to instagram yeah yes <laughs> i put people are like today. oh i'm doing it there because that's where the sun's gonna come around and uh, do you know what i mean i've yeah, got my yeah, shot and Sometimes I'm like, do you know what? In the old days, they did not do graffiti thinking about their Instagram no, shot. No. Like they just went out and did it. No. And sometimes that's how I want to do it. Yeah. That's, I, I tried to paint. Uh, today I put up two photos of me and my mate. We painted pieces a couple of weeks ago, and I put it up online. But and that, you know that is a problem as well. I'm part of the problem. But the, I'm asking a question here: is that you know why are we behaving like this online? And why are we giving away all this stuff online? And what where are we going to end of it? We keep doing this for another five years and Instagram shuts down. 
us as humans, there's a load of us are just going to cave. We'll have nothing. I'm going to be fine. I'll be fine. <laughs> it's very addictive to people. I was, I was discussing it with someone yesterday. It's very addictive to people who've never had attention before. You know, the thing is, it's like I put my business out. In the beginning, I used, I used the internet and I used social media to promote myself, what I was doing as a business, that yeah. I was doing something different and it was creative was the angle. Unfortunately... With popularity, being creative is not at the essence of what is popular. No. It's, it's normally... It, we all know that companies hire people to copy content, to copy artists, to copy yeah. designers, and rip them off. And that's basically what what culture is turning into. And I'm like, well, someone's got to still keep <coughs> being original out here. We <laughs> <laughs> got to keep things straight. I think there's, um, there's a lot of questions to so be asked there. I you? feel like, yeah, there's just random people. I hear them, they're like, oh, I'm on Instagram and I, someone followed me and I'm just like, why are you so gassed about someone following you? Like, you're gassed because you, you've got that, you've got that like, Go and help addiction ma yeah, mentality yeah. right now, yeah. which has been you've been we're there we're being they're being fed a dream. Yeah, we, well, mate, the serotonin we're being levels fed are because I'm not I'm not crazy. saying I'm immune to it because I'm not. No, I'm very I'm aware that I have this negativity towards Instagram and I beat myself up about it every day. I'm like, you need to get on it. You need to get back into yeah. it. You need to be using it. But I find it difficult because I do have all of these realistic. And I'm glad yeah. to be discussing it with someone who. I'm really concerned. Knows where I'm coming from because I'm yeah. like, this is the. I don't know, you know why what? people can't see it. I've always been ahead of the curve, so mm. that's why I think. Do you know what? I'm ahead of the curve. I can see what's going down here. Yeah, I'm stepping up. People out. get excited. Uh, you know, getting messaged. I'm like, that's not a real person. Yeah. You know, you don't know who this is. Think about it. You don't know who these people are. They could be putting... I, half the people I look at, I think that's a pervert. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. The other thing... The but thing about any putting, random picture, yeah. you could literally be anyone. It could be anyone. You could be putting up a load of fake shit, but the other, the other thing about... And then people get excited because they're like, oh, someone's messaging me. They want to know me. And it's like distracting them from their boring shit life. Or, or the fact that they should be putting that energy that into their life. Put that energy into exactly. your boring life. Stop exactly. spending time on your fucking yeah, phone. Yeah, it's very addictive. And that, very. unfortunately, we're in the position where this is being milked. Yeah. It's so weird, though, because it's being milked by people who use it as well. It's We're, we're literally in a massive shit pot and everyone's... <laughs> well, it's not even just Instagram, let's no, be honest. It's all, There's it. it's all of it. The whole, look at what's going on out here. Yeah, <laughs> Listen, so that was dope. Are we done? Oh, yeah, I oh. really appreciate you coming over. I didn't even mention my ex-boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> that was wicked, though. Thank you. And really no, it's been man. good chatting. Good yeah, chatting. Wicked. I hope that that was good enough. I'm glad. No, I'm fucking well happy we got that in. Okay, man. good. Thank you. Cheers. <sighs> well, another dope conversation put out there for you. Real funny as well, man. I really love Soph's cool and relaxed demeanour. Amazing getting her story. She's really stayed in the mix, worked hard and kept on producing and accomplishing. It's crazy what happens when you stick to something, okay? The paths it leads down and the options that become available. Culture, culture, culture. You know I love it. We won again. This is good. I'm meeting loads of people who've been affected by their culture and I want to meet more. You heard me earlier. I want to know about what's helped them through their lives. I was chatting to a London graffiti king the other day. I asked him what his motivation was to still paint trains after two decades. And his reply? He needs it. The calmness, the ease, the space. 
It helps him with his daily life. A couple of times a month, getting one of them done, he feels good. This is about our minds and soul, and art wins. Until next week, remember, love your city and love your culture. This is F24.